Good morning. All right. All right. I'm excited. I know some of you said that crazy guy again. We're in trouble. Amen. Amen. It's good. It's good to be with God's people. It's good to be in God's house. It's good to be with family. Anybody excited this morning? All right. I'm ready. I'm ready. Father, we need you. We need you right now, Lord God. I'm going to use that prayer again that I wrote last week that I stole from the internet and then I wrote it. So let's just pray. Father, Lord, enlighten what's dark in me. Strengthen what's weak in me. Mend what's broken in me. Bind what's bruised in me. Heal what's sick in me. Revive whatever dreams and hopes have died in me. Restore whatever peace and love has been lost in me. Replace whatever joy has been robbed from me. Release me to find and fulfill your purpose for me. And keep me from those interruptions that will take me off course. And keep me sensitive to yours in Jesus name. Amen. 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 One more prayer. Charlie, Charlie, I bind you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, I bind you in Jesus' name. Just had to bind that spirit. I know some of you knuckleheads played that game. I didn't want nothing interrupting us up in here. Amen. We about God's business. We ain't calling no Mexican demons up in here. Because we need more issues, right? So we were talking last week about staying the race. Amen. About staying on course. We were talking about becoming uninterruptible. About pressing forward. I had a great time sharing that with you last week. One of the things I love hearing is, is, is hearing or seeing your comments during the week and watching you put things in practice. Nobody this past week was able to write, where was I, without 16 of you hitting them up saying, you were being awesome. <laughs> you were pressing on. You were moving forward. What an awesome Oh, it's awesome to just see, you know, people being awesome like that. I love, I love to see God working through people. You, you should see what I see from up here sometimes. Whenever you get a group of people this, this size and, and, and you, you have, you know, so many different dynamics in the room, you're going to see those people that are happy and excited to be here and just hungry for the word and ready. You're going to see those that are forced to be here. Hard to preach to those sometimes, but listen, I'm glad you're here. You know, the reason you're forced to be here, the reason your parents are making you come here, the reason your husband is forcing you, your wife is nagging you to be here, is because they believe that if you could be in the presence of God, whether you feel like it or not, something could happen. Amen? So I'm, I'm glad you're here. I'm glad you're here. So there's all kinds of of people sitting here. There's some people here that if I ran into you and saw the front of your face, I wouldn't recognize you. Because all I'm used to seeing is the side of your face. Because you're talking all through the service. 
Sometimes I just want to come and bring you the mic. I said, what you have to say must be more important than what I have to say. So maybe you should share it. <laughs> but listen, I'm, st- I'm glad you're here. Because I believe if you could get one little word in at least while you're taking a breath from talking, I believe that God could get a hold of you and change something. So I'm glad you're here, man. Then, then you know, we got those people that are so excited and they're not ashamed to show it. Come on. Yeah, those guys. The loud ameners. Those people, those people that when they hear something too good to sit through, they just stand up. On the flip side of that, there's those people that are the quiet learners. I love looking at your faces too because you're writing notes. I mean, you might be doing Instagram. I don't know. But to me, it looks like you're studying. You're writing notes. You're like, I see things in your face like, and you're writing notes. I love those those learners, those studiers. Those are the people, they come up to me afterwards and say, Pastor, you said you were quoting Romans 12 too, but you're really quoting Romans 12 2 and 3. You didn't say that though. Thank you, Papi. Thank you for catching that. I'm blessed to have you here as well. Amen. And then there's some of you here. <laughs> then there's some of you here that you want to be like the other two. But you can't because you're stuck. Mm. You want to worship but you can't because you're stuck. You, you want to shout, but you're stuck. You want to get closer to God, but you're stuck. Anybody ever been spiritually stuck? Amen. Amen. I'm feeling like this. there's a handful of you here today, and so there, guess what? This entire message is dedicated for you. Hence the WD-40. Because I believe we're going to get unstuck today. The king size, industrial size. Anybody, I mean, you, you know that feeling when you want to move forward, but you can't. You want to get excited, but you don't. You want to shout, but you don't feel it. You can't see it. You don't seem to get what others may be getting. Anybody ever felt that? You want to learn and grow, but you can't seem to get there. You're stuck. And, and sometimes that makes you feel like there's something wrong with you. I'm not talking to anybody. You feel like you're the exception. And then when, when, when the, the, this kills you, when people, when people leave the service and they're like, man, there was such a move of God in the service today. The presence of God was so strong. And, and you're like, you play it off. You're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but you're saying, but I didn't feel it. Because I'm stuck. I was at the service with you. I was there. That's how you're doing the week. Oh, man, you should have been there on Sunday. Man, God moved mightily. And, and you remind them I was there. But I didn't feel it. And that at times, it, it makes you feel like the odd one out. Anybody ever felt the, like the exception? It makes you feel like you're not connected to God at all or God must not care about you. It makes you feel like I must not matter to God. Maybe, maybe I've done too much. Maybe I've been too bad a dude, man. Maybe I've done, made too many mistakes. Maybe I've gone too far. Maybe I can't be reconciled to God anymore. Anybody ever been stuck like that? 
I want to let you know today. God hears you. And God sees you. And God loves you. And so I'm sharing a message just for you this morning titled, What About Me? Anybody ever felt like that? What about me, God? I want you to relax this morning in the fact that God is acknowledging you today. And, 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 and I know this is not something you want to stand up and shout about because you can't because you're stuck. So, so I understand. So I just want you to relax today and understand that God is acknowledging you today. Those of you that even now you're faking it. You're clapping because everybody's clapping. You're smiling because everybody's smiling. You'll stand when people stand. You'll, you'll raise a hand when people raise a hand. But you're not feeling anything. I want you to know that you matter to God. I'm going to share some things today. It might be a little different than, than usual. I'm going to share some personal stories today. Can I, can I share some life with you today? It might be a little different from a Bible study. It might be a little different. But, but the Word says that we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and by the Word of our testimony. So we need to share the Word of our testimony to overcome. Amen? I remember a time... I wanted my wife to tell the story, but she's in, in children's church and, and she'd rather be in there with the kids than feeling this kind of pressure. But I remember there was a time at our former church when the pastor brought in this prophetic guy to pray for people. And my wife had our two girls, and this was 20 years ago, so they were very little. She had our two young babies, and then she had our two nieces that day who were even younger, and so we had been in church since 9.15 for Sunday school. Then service starts at 11. Worship, pastor preaches an hour and change. It's after one now, and he brings up the prophetic guy to start praying for people. How I many of you know those prophetic people, they don't worry about time. They don't care. Right? You, you know, they don't care. So he gets up and he prays for the first guy. It takes about 20 minutes. There's 200 of us in the room. It's after one. My wife is getting a little bit cranky. Anybody been there? So she's tight right now. She's cranky. And, and my wife will tell you she's heated. She, she had the four kids to contain. You see how much energy Megan has now. Imagine her 15 years ago. She's trying to contain these four kids. They're restless. They're hungry. She's restless. She's hungry. It's close to 3 o'clock at this point. We're still in church from 9.15 in the morning. She'll tell you herself she was done. She was stuck. And then one of the ladies came up to her with a little bit of an attitude. Would you want me to watch the kids for you so you can go up and get prayed for? If you guys know my wife. If she had a weapon, that'd be a dead lady right there. She said, no, thank you, I'm fine. And then this one man, one of the, one of the guys on the church council, one, a person that we love, we still love him to this day, his name is Ted Ferguson. Ted Ferguson is a gentle guy, a man of God. He comes over to my wife and he tells her, you know what? You're a great mom. And walks away. That's it. That's all, she, that's all he tells her. 
says, you know what? You're a great mom. And walks away. And my wife will tell you that lifted her life. That changed her life. She, she got unstuck immediately. And what he, he didn't drop a scripture on her. He didn't say nothing spiritual. He just said, you're a great mom. And she felt so free. She went up. She got a word. She got an awesome word from the guy. We were there another two hours. She, she got free that day. And she decided that from, day, from that day on, she said, I want to be like him. I want to be an encourager. So one encouraging word changed her life. Isn't that powerful? Church, if I can just give you somebody today a word of encouragement, I believe you can get free. Amen? Because we all get stuck sometimes. We all ask, what about me? Sometimes I've been there. God has met me. And, and, and he, he's met me where he's going to meet some of you today. I, I believe that there's breakthrough for somebody in this, in this room this morning. I believe that there's breakthrough for some. Some of you are so cold. You've been stuck for so long. You've been faking the funk for so long. You've been faking it till you make it. And I believe, listen, today there's going to be a breakthrough. I, I believe that. I'm dedicating the whole service to that. I believe that. There's going to be a breakthrough. Because I believe, family, we're in a new season, man. Have you been sensing it? There's, a, there's, a, there's something coming. I'm so blessed when I hear you guys talking to each other about the word and encouraging one another. Let me tell you, that wasn't happening a year ago. You might be new here and you think, oh, this has always been like that. No, man. A year ago, you guys were in here crying at the altar and Monday you were talking about all the dumb stuff you've been talking about the rest of the week. And I used to be so discouraged. I hated Facebook. I thought, oh, I can't stand this. I hate that. That person was crying at the altar, broken. I thought things were going to change. But Monday, she's, she's sleeping with somebody else. But Monday, she's getting trashed again. What happened here? I thought something happened here. This wasn't happening, but now, now things are, there's a shift happening. There's, 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 there's a change going on, amen? The comments this week about running the race, about not letting yourselves be distracted. Somebody put up, Lord, I'm cutting interruptions and interrupters out of my life. Woo! I got so encouraged to hear that. If there's one good thing about social media, it's the, the ability to see the church use it to encourage one another through it. That's amazing. I love it again. I think it's powerful again. I think it's a tool that we should use as a church again. Think on this. Think on this. When the scriptures were written hundreds of years ago, we didn't, we didn't even have, you know, uh, AOL. We didn't even have modems. Remember this? How many of you remember that? Mommy, get off the phone. I'm on the computer. So when the scriptures were written hundreds of years ago, Jesus said, the world will know you're my disciples by what? By our love for one another. But check this out. Today, isn't it amazing today that those people that are connected to me and the people that are connected to you and the people that are connected to your friends and the people that they're connected to, there's thousands of people together because some of you got a lot of friends. They can watch the way we treat one another. Isn't that amazing? Did Jesus know that was going to happen? I guess so, right? So, I, mean, I read some of those comments every day and I feel like a proud daddy, man. Even though I'm not that old. Don't get it twisted. 
But it leads me to imagine how the father must feel when he sees us walking out his word, his way. Imagine the heart of God when he sees us making good decisions for a change. Imagine the heart of God when he sees us encouraging one another, loving one another, one anothering one another. Amen? I mean, thank God for his mercy. It's, it's hard for me to even imagine that before we ever did anything good, God loves us. And when we did turn to him, God loves us. And when we started doing good decisions, God didn't love us anymore. He just still loves us. And when we mess up, he doesn't love us any less. He still loves us. But that being said, I do believe that we can bring joy to the heart of God and I believe that we can grieve the Spirit of God. Can we get crazy right now? Listen, I can put up scripture after scripture of, about all the things that grieve the heart of God, the sin in our life that He warns us about, that He cautions us about, that He calls us out of. But here's the thing, we already know. We already know the things that we do that hurt God. We already know the things that we do that he doesn't want us to do, right? Some of us think, listen, listen, don't think because you haven't gotten caught. Or don't think because you, God, God still blesses you. Don't mistake the grace of God for the approval of God. But family, we don't need condemnation, but we need conviction. If you're stuck this morning, say, Father, we welcome your conviction this morning. For some of us, that's why we're stuck. We've resisted the conviction of God for so long that it has no influence on us anymore. If that's you, silently and quietly and privately say, Father, renew that in me. Renew that in me. Renew that thing that I used to feel when I did what I do, that I know I shouldn't do. Renew that in me that I would feel, that I would know that I'm grieving your heart. Soften my heart. That's why some of us are stuck. We might come to church and we might listen to a message and we might see God moving in people and we might even want that, but we're stuck. Listen, a lot of times, and I'm guilty of this, we want to feel what somebody else feels, but we don't want to do what somebody else does. Even the kids are quiet. Wow. Let me drop some heavy wisdom on you right now. The opposite of being stuck is being free to move. If you want to get unstuck, you have to move. I know that's so deep. <laughs> if you want to get unstuck, you have to move. That means you have to worship when you don't feel like it. You have to pray even though it feels dry. You have to read a passage or two even if you don't understand it for a moment. Those are disciplines that keep us moving. People in the front are worried. You know that stuff stinks. Listen, if you can't, so sometimes I understand we get to the point where we can't do any of that. I can't pray. I can't worship. I can't read the word. So you know what? Start with this. Start thanking God for the things. Start thanking God for the things that you do have. 
Start thanking God for the things that you can do. Start thanking God for the times where you weren't killed for your stupid decisions. Start thanking God for the times He spared your life. Start thanking God. You know what? Thanksgiving is the WD-40 of the Spirit. Thanksgiving will start to get things loose. It'll start to get things moving. It'll start to get things unstuck. Amen? Because listen, church, I truly believe there's a new season coming among us. I think there's a great awakening coming in these days. There are changes coming. Can anybody sense it? There's there's an Isaiah 43 spirit. See, I am doing a new thing now. It springs up. Do you not perceive it? He says, I am making a way in the wilderness. I'm making streams in the wasteland. This is not the time for the church to be stuck. We have to be in full working order and every part loose and every part playing its role. I've said this to you before and I'll say it again. This is not the church. This is the ministry team of this church. What? (laughs) This is a leaders meeting we're having today. This is the ministry team of this church. This is not the the full of this church. do, Do you get that? I was telling my wife Friday night, listen, listen, this is crazy. I was telling my wife Friday night, there's a season coming. I believe I've been, I've been listening to revival meetings. I've been reading and studying about revival. I think something's happening. And so I was telling my wife, listen, there's a season coming that, that it's not going to have all the characteristics of past revivals, but it's going to have the one most critical one. It's going to be a revival of repentance. And I, I, I was telling her Friday night, I believe people are just going to start crying out to God to be saved. Everywhere, in the weirdest places. I, t- I told her, listen, I told her, I, t- I think uh, uh, people are just going to walk in off the street and just say, I need to get my life right with God. Do you know that I got a text Friday night from somebody here and said, Pastor, you're not going to believe. Somebody just walked in off the street and said, I got to get my life right with God. We're going to see this at work. We're going to see it at school. When God draws people to himself, the first thing that they realize is how dark they're in. The first thing they realize is the darkness that they're living in. And what happens? The first inclination is, is to gravitate toward the light. When you find yourself in darkness, what, what happens when you're in your house and you're in the dark room? You're in the dark room. The first thing you want to do is, is find the light. You want to get to the switch. You want to get to the one that knows, that, that controls the light. Guess who the light is, church? That's us. Tell somebody, that's you. So when people, when this happens at work, people, when this happens at the job, when this happens at your schools, people are going to find themselves in darkness and they're going to be afraid and they're going to go to the nearest light. You don't have the opportunity, you don't have the privilege to be stuck anymore. Because you have the light of God in you. The spirit of the living God is living in you. If he's not, then ask him to come into your life right now. Don't wait for a call. Don't wait. This is the life, man. We got to do life. The spirit, the word says when we believe on him, the spirit of the living God lives in us. You might go through seasons. You're going to have seasons where things are hard, where, where, where things are dry. But listen, but still the light of God is in you. Somebody, somebody need to get that. Matthew 5.14 says we are the light of the world. That's why we can't waste time with worldly interruptions. 
We can't, there's going to be a season of godly interruptions that's going to take up all our time. We don't have time for the hood rap mentality anymore. We don't have time for that ghetto thinking anymore. Church, we have to understand who we are, who we're called to be, and we got to start walking in that thing. Because we're the salt and light, we're the church, we're the ecclesia, we're the called out ones. We're called to live differently. We shouldn't keep living the same way as we've been living before we came to church. Church, I'm, I'm excited to be a part of this because I know some of you are getting it. I see change. I see growth. Can I encourage somebody this morning? I see that in you. And it's amazing. I've seen so many of you go from ghetto to graceful in such a short time. I'm amazed by God. Don't get offended. Some of us come straight out the hood. And so we, you know, all we know is hood. Mama's hood, Papa's hood. We grew up hood. That's what we know. But I've seen you get full of grace and become graceful. Amen? Because God can reverse anything. God can bring life to anything. He said, I'm bringing streams in the wasteland. Do you perceive it? Streams in the wasteland. I was going to call out avenues, but I'm not going to do that. I've been reading a lot about revival lately. I, I remember back, listen, I remember back 1994 when this revival broke out in Toronto. I don't know, anybody heard of, I don't know if you guys were even, you know, thinking about God back then, but there's a revival that happened in, in, in Toronto. 19, they called it the Toronto Blessing. And, and I remember during that time, we were reading good things about it and we were reading bad things about it because, listen, there are always going to be people that criticize what they don't understand. That's the problem with being stuck because, listen, when you're in church and you're stuck for too long, you start developing theologies and you start developing, the, the, you know, the theologies of criticism and, the, and you start being the authority like somebody gave you a title to be an authority on something. And so you start sitting back and say, oh... Look at that guy. Look at the way he worships. I know the way he lives. And, and you, you're the criticizer. And you, you become the accuser. We don't need the, we have the accuser of the brethren. But listen, we got to get unstuck. Because when you're unstuck, you're not thinking about theologies. You're not thinking about doctrines. You're just thinking about God. You're just thinking about being closer to God. You're just thinking about whatever God wants. I don't care if it doesn't fit into this program. If it doesn't fit into this arrangement. I, if this is what God wants, I'm doing it. Amen? But when we're stuck, we... Anyway. We'll leave that. We'll leave that here. We'll just leave that here at the altar. So, so anyway, God, God was doing something back in... And then in 1995, this thing in Brownsville broke out. Anybody heard of the Brownsville Revival? Pensacola, Florida. The middle of nowhere, Florida. And so this revival broke out on Father's Day, June 18th, in 1995. What a day. Father's Day. Isn't Father's Day coming? All right, I'm just saying. So the Spirit of God fell heavy on a group of people in Pensacola, Florida. And the pastor, he'd been praying for revival. He'd been having special meetings and gatherings, preparing for revival. And, and, and he felt like God promised he's going to show up. And how many of you know God is not a liar? If he says he's going to show up, he shows up. If he says he's going to come through, he's going to come through. If he says he'll provide, he'll provide. How many can testify? 
And so, listen, the church started having, it got so crazy. People came from all over the world. They started having services every night because they couldn't just do a Sunday service. So every night from Wednesday to Saturday, they would have evening services. And for the next five years, millions of people made their way. Millions made their way to Pensacola, Florida, had their lives turned around, repented, confessed, were born again, were saved. Millions. They saw signs and wonders. There were miracles. Listen, not long after this thing had started, my former pastor, he wanted to do what every other church was doing, send a team down to Brownsville. Let's get some of that revival, put it in our pockets, and bring it back home. Everybody was thinking that way, and we're like, yeah, let's do that. So listen, so we went, me and Pastor G, and our, and our, and our ministry team there, we went down, and, and, and we took a team down, and we sat in the Brownsville Revival. And so I went, and when I got there, I found out that to get into the main sanctuary for an evening service at 7 o'clock, you had to get online at 7 in the morning. Que, que? You guys complain when you show up an hour late and can't find a seat in the front. They had to get, we had to be there at 7 in the morning in the parking lot to get online to be able to get into the sanctuary for 7 o'clock at night. Who does that? Needless to say, I was a little tight. Can you imagine waiting in line for 12 hours before the service starts? So you know there's going to be another four or five hours after that because they ain't nothing about time and, you know, when you're feeling the presence of God. And so we did it. And you, you guys heard Gary the other day testifying the other day how, how at that season of his life he was stuck. Boy, he was stuck. I was stuck. We were stuck. It was a hard time in the ministry life of that, of that body, you know, of everything that we were going through. We were tired, we were burnt out from ministry, but we were still in ministry. And so you heard Gary testify that it was in that line that God got a hold of him. Put him on the floor, delivered him, got him unstuck. And he's been moving unstuck ever since. Amen. This was back in the 90s. He hasn't stopped moving since. And so I was there, I'm watching all these strange things happen. I was watching the strange manifestations. That's what freaked people out, you know, because people would pass out. People would shake uncontrollably. People would bark like dogs. They would, they, I mean, it would do the craziest things. Some people would laugh and just start laughing and laughing and laughing. All these manifestations that, that God was, was happening through people that God was doing. And, and I'm there and I'm standing, sitting in the revival and I'm not feeling anything. And I'm saying, what about me, God? I came all the way from the Bronx. I'm alive for 12 hours, God. I'm not feeling nothing. What about me? And, and so you know, though, listen, so that you know those that might be feeling this way, I started thinking, it must be me. It must be a pride thing. And maybe, maybe it's because I'm so, I'm so conceited that I don't want to, you know, hit the floor. I don't want to be that guy shaking on the floor so people can laugh at me. I don't want to be that guy shaking. I don't want to be that guy that's barking. Maybe it's a pride thing. Right? And so I, I, maybe it's me. I don't want to look foolish because I think I'm too cool. 
And so I repented. I said, God, help me with this pride thing. Listen, repentance is never a bad idea. Amen? Even when you don't know if you did anything wrong or if there's, even though there's always something that we know, we, right? Anyway, but let's, but let's pretend. Even when you don't know, God will never be offended by a heart that cries out in repentance. Jesus told the disciples, pray this way, and he gave us the Our Father. And in there it says, and forgive us our trespasses. So in there we're repenting. In our daily prayer, God says, pray this way. He says, forgive us our trespasses. As we forgive those who trespass against us. Amen. So I said, God, I'll fall, I'll shake, I'll bark, I'll do, I'll laugh. I'll do whatever you want, God. But nothing happened. And so now at one point, it's the end of the service. And at the end of the service, this is what people like, go crazy for. Pastor, Steve, Pastor Kilpatrick and, and the evangelist Steve Hill, they start laying hands on people. And boy, when, you, you, when you're in that flow, you want you know, somebody with that kind of heavy anointing to lay hands on. I mean, I've never been like that, but you know. You want that. And so Gary, my man Gary, loves the glory of God more than anybody I know. And so he wants to be in there. If God is moving, he wants to be right up in its face. Man, that's, that's his heart. God bless him. And so it's the end of the service. Mind you, there are thousands of people. It's a huge auditorium. Right? It's a huge church. Brownsville Assembly down in, in Pensacola. There are thousands of people. So the altars are filled with, you know, thousands of people everywhere. And, you know, people are falling out. People are barking. People are are shaking, whatever. And (coughs) the evangelists and the pastor are going around praying for people. And so Gary, me and Gary being strategic said, we got to catch him. He's going this way. And so we're like, all right, he's going there. And we're stepping over people, you know. Well, sorry, excuse me. Sorry, you don't care anyway. You're in the glory. You don't care. And, and so, and then the guy, no, no, Gary, that way, that way, that way, that way, that way. Go, go, go this way, I go this way, we catch him, you know. And so we're scheming, we're scheming. Finally, we get to the point where we caught him. We cornered him. Steve Hill and Kilpatrick are together. And we said, this is going to be crazy, I'm going to get mine right now. And I'm up in there, I'm waiting, because I already repented, so I cleared my sin list. I, I did everything I had to do, was I'm ready to receive whatever God has for me. This guy comes, and he goes like this to Gary, and he don't even get to hit him. Gary, boom, he's six foot, too heavy. Bam! He falls down, breaks the carpet. He cut everybody around me, hits the floor. I get my, I don't even, whoa, that was a little drastic. I don't even get my hair messed up. He's just like, and then I realize I'm still standing, so I bow down, you know. Because I don't want to be that guy that doesn't fall out under the anointing because everybody's assuming there's such a great anointing that it's knocking men of God down. So that must not be a man of God if he's still standing. I don't want people to start casting demons out of me or nothing. So, you know, I take down and I just say, God, I'm, I'm praying, but, but I'm sad. I'm sad because I don't feel anything. I'm sad because I'm saying, God, why don't you love me enough to give me a concussion? I hit the floor, I don't care. So I'm sad. Because you know what, let me tell you a little bit more. This is not the first thing time this has happened to me. Because of who my former pastor was, we were in a lot of meetings with a lot of well-known evangelists. So we got to be 
privy to, 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 you know, these little gatherings where it was just pastors and me. And, and well-known evangelists, I mean, you know, big guys, guys that, you know, they come and they, they just go like this. And everybody hits the floor. And I've been, so I've been at these meetings, you know, he just goes. And everybody falls out and I'm like. Really, bro? And then I take the knee. <laughs> Praise God. Hallelujah. Powerful move of God, definitely. But I never felt nothing. So this wasn't the first time. I, I, this wasn't the first time that I'm standing there saying, what about me? God, how come I don't feel what they feel? How come I don't act like they act? See, I've always compared myself to other men. That's been my issue since I was a kid. I always compared myself to other kids. I never thought I was good enough. I never thought I could do what they could do. I, I, I was never confident in who I was. If you would have told the old me that I'd be in front of 300 people talking, he would have laughed or went running or something. Because I never had the confidence to talk to anybody like that. I never, you know, thought, saw myself that way. And so, anyway, the Pensacola's over. I come back. Everybody on the plane. People on the plane, there's manifestations happening on the plane. People getting blessed on the plane. I'm just sitting there waiting for a sandwich. <laughs> so I come back from Pensacola, and, and I had scheduled a home group, a, a meeting with my youth leaders. I was the youth pastor at the church, right? And I had scheduled a meeting with my youth leaders. Praise God, a lot of them are here right now, so it's kind of cool. And, and so, you know, we, we, we have the service, whatever. Nothing happens at service that I remember, particularly. We went to the, to the house. To, we would meet in the house, and we would have a meeting with my youth leaders, you know, like a, a home group. And so, you know, everybody was excited to hear about what happened at Pensacola. Like me and Gary and Pastor, and everybody just came back from the revival. And so um, I started sharing with the, with the youth leaders. I started telling the leaders. I, I mean, I'm telling them, like, you know, like nothing happened. I said, I was there. I said, you know, nothing wrong. Everything was great. It was a nice time. And, and as I started to share and as I started to say that nothing happened to me there, all of a sudden, we had leaders there and then we had friends of leaders there that weren't part of the meeting, but they were part of the home group, so they were there. All of a sudden, people started crying. And all of a sudden, people that weren't even part of the leadership started repenting. They started confessing their sins. And all of a sudden, my leaders are crying. And listen, the glory of God hit that apartment. You guys remember? And, and, and we sat in the glory that afternoon. Everybody in the room started crying and repenting to God. And I'm saying nothing happened. We felt the weight of His glory. Everybody was confessing their sins. Nobody was asking for any of that. And I realized that day after struggling with this for so long, I realized that day that some fall down. Some people shout. Some people scream. Some scream, preach it, pastor! But we're not all called to be the same. Can I lift that burden off you today? We're not all called to be the same. I, I remember Steve Hill was, was sharing up with, about a lady that they had prayed for, and she was screaming, and she was violently shaking. And right away, the Christian, the religious folk, started saying, oh, she just wants attention. Because that's what, that's what we do. 
Oh, she just wants attention. She just wants everybody to give her attention. And this lady's screaming and screaming. And, and he got permission later, and he shared at another time. He said, listen, you guys, when you see somebody screaming and shouting and shaking in the presence of God, don't you sit there and judge because you don't know. That lady, I don't remember the full story, but it was something horrific. That lady had been raped every day since she was seven till she was 15. And, and for 20 or 30 years, she's been carrying the shame of that for 20, 30 years. And God just removed it. And she just got free. You don't understand what it's like to have that removed. So you don't know why she's shaking, why she's screaming. Don't even question it. None of your business. That made me change the way I look at everybody from that day on. Because family, we don't know what people are carrying through. We don't know why people got to stand up and shout. Because maybe we don't know who they used to be. We don't know. Maybe they used to stand up and shout for the wrong things. And so now they've decided I'm going to stand up and shout for the right things for the rest of my life. And I don't care who likes it. I don't care who doesn't like it. 1 Corinthians 12 says there's unity and diversity in the body. We're all called to work together, but no part is more important than the other. It would be weird for the foot to do what the ear was called to do. And so God showed me, listen, God showed me some of us will get wrecked by the presence of God and some of us will carry it. Oh, wow. Some of us are called to drink and some of us are called to pour. And it's all good. And no point, no, none is better, none, it's all good. We're just all different parts of the body, amen? Is somebody getting unstuck today? So I understand from me that day I understood I might never feel the things those people feel. I might never act the way those people act, but God, you're using me. God, I wasn't even trying and you're using me. You love me. And even when I don't feel it, this is for somebody here, even when I don't feel it, I'm a carrier of your presence. <laughs> Family, don't judge your position in the body by comparing it to somebody else. Just because an ear has never spoken doesn't mean it's not doing what it's called to do. For those of you that feel stuck, those that haven't been able to move forward and you've been silently praying and saying, what about me, God? What about me? You were called to be just as awesome. What about me? You have the same spirit of the living God inside you as anybody else does. What about me? You've been called to do the incredible, the impossible. What about me? You were wonderfully and fearfully made, Psalm 139. What about me? You are God's workmanship, Ephesians 3, 220, created in Christ Jesus to do good works. What about me? You are a chosen people, a royal priesthood, a holy nation, a people belonging to God, First Peter. What about me? You too can do all things through Christ who strengthens you. Philippians 4.13 
What about me? You are more than a conqueror through him who loves you. Romans 8, 37. You are forgiven of all your sins and washed in the blood. Ephesians 1, 7. You are delivered from the power of darkness and translated into God's kingdom. Colossians 1, 13. You are redeemed from the curse of sin, sickness, and poverty. Deuteronomy 28. And you say, but I'm stuck, but I don't feel it. It doesn't matter what you feel. Come on, worship team. It doesn't matter what you feel. Acts 10.34 says God is not a respecter of persons. The word says God plays no favorites. It makes no difference who you are and where you're from. If you want God and you're ready to do as he says, the door is open. That's what the word says. The door is open. Sometimes we get stuck because we don't know who we are. Sometimes we get stuck because we don't want to do what we need to do. Can I call you out today? Some of you have been acting like the door is closed. I'm here to tell you it's open. It's open. He said, but it feels stuck. It's open. I'm telling you it's open. God says it's open. You're not stuck. You're just not moving. I just spoke into somebody's spirit. You're not stuck. You're just not moving. Some will never know they're free because they're not moving. I read this once. You know how they train a baby elephant? If you go to a circus or something, you see huge elephants. And they have this little rope tied to them. And they have it tied to a little stick. And you say, how can that little stick hold that elephant? It's because when he was young, they tied him to a pole. And he couldn't, he couldn't get himself unstuck. And so he grew up understanding that with that rope around his neck tied to a little stake, he can't move. So now, they don't even have to make it really... He ain't stuck. But in his mind, he thinks he's stuck. All he has to do, he can just pull away from that thing. I don't want to offend nobody and call you elephants. But I'm telling you right now, you're not stuck. All you got to do is pull away from that thing. Watch this, watch this. I'll close with this, I promise. Matthew 13. Matthew 13, we read about the parable of the sower. Watch, watch. The beginning of the chapter is the parable of the sower, but we're going to skip down to verse 10. The disciples came to Jesus and they asked him, Why do you speak to people in parables? And Jesus replied, The knowledge of the secrets of the kingdom of heaven have been given to you, not them. 
whosoever has will be given more and who and they will have an abundance whoever doesn't have even what he has will be taken from him this is why I speak to them in parables because those seeing they don't see and though hearing they don't hear listen you might have understood and you might have heard people say well Jesus spoke in parables because there were nice stories that people could understand that's not what the word says the word says Jesus spoke in parables so that only those that were his followers could understand only those that were seeking him could get something from it how can everyone hear the same message and have totally different experiences a man's reception of God's word is determined by the condition of his heart so I challenge you this week to read Matthew 13 Read the parable of the sower. And just keep this in mind. If the seed is the word, and if the soil is the people, then there's some info in there for you about being stuck. But I'm not going to give it to you. I'm going to tell you, if you want it, go get it. Amen? If you want it, go get it. Let's pray. Let's pray. I think it's the, 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 the time of, of, of just freely giving to God's people. That's, you're going to have to kind of want, you're going to want this thing. Because listen, when we give freely, sometimes we take for granted. And so I believe God has more anointing on this for you, but you're going to have to go for it. But I, trust me, when you get into his word this week, when you read Matthew 13, and when you start reading about the rocky soil and the good soil and the bad soil, then you're going to have to ask yourself some questions. Am I, what soil am I? And you'll understand why you're stuck and better than that, you'll understand how you can get free. Come on, let's stand, let's stand, let's stand. Father, whatever hinders, Father, everything that has hindered us right now, we bind in Jesus' name. Your word says that what we bind on earth, you bind in heaven, and what we loose on earth, you loose in heaven. So I just loose revelation on your people today. I loose truth on your people today. I bind the lies of the enemy that tell them that they've gone too far, that tells them that they're too messed up, that tells them that they've had too much sin in their life. I loose the blood that delivers us from sin, that washes over our sin. I loose, I loose the power of the gospel that sets free, that delivers Father, open blind eyes even right now, Lord, in Jesus' name. In, open blind eyes in Jesus' name right now, God. Father, because your word says where two or three are gathered, where two or three agree on something, it'll be done. So God, we, we just stand on your word today, not because we're good, but because you're good. And so we stand on your word today. Those, those prayer petitions that you have, pray them now. You said, but I prayed them before. It doesn't matter. Pray them now. Pray them now. That healing you need, pray for it now. 
that deliverance you need, pray for it now. That bondage that you're in, ask for it to be broken now. It's a new time. You've asked before, ask God to break it now. While we're all agreeing together, there's, there's a breaker anointing right now that's just breaking. If you're in a hurry and you got to go, go. The rest of us going to press in and fight a little bit. Because somebody going to get unstuck. For some of you, the favorite service of your whole life, you're going to say, all you're going to remember, nothing I said, all you're going to remember is that's the service where there was a WD-40 kid on the pulpit. That's the day I got free. Come on, church, do something you couldn't do before. (laughs) Just to show yourself that you're free. Do something you couldn't do before. Worship like you couldn't worship before. Lift your hands like you couldn't lift your hands before. Come to the front like you could never come to the front before. Do something you never... Move to prove to yourself that you're not stuck. I'll wait. Get fed up with your sin. 
Get fed up with the lust. Get fed up with everything that's held you back. It's time to be free.
church, this isn't strange. This isn't weird. This is what's supposed to happen when the Spirit of God is with us. This is what's supposed to happen. This is Book of Acts. We're gathered together. The Spirit in us. There's supposed to be liberty. There's supposed to be freedom. There's nothing to be afraid of. Tell your kids there's nothing to be afraid of. God is just helping some people. God is just helping some people get unstuck. God is helping some people get free. Nothing bad happening. God loves us. God loves you. Listen, receive healing. God loves you. Just receive healing. God loves you. Just be healed. Just be healed. Be healed. That thing that was 20 years old, just be healed. We're not going to cry about the thing that happened as a kid anymore. Be, be healed. Be free. God is restoring you so that you can tell the story. We've held that story in for too long. God is saying, I need you to be to be overcomers and to be overcome we're overcome by the blood of the lamb and by the word of your testimony so you're going to have to share this testimony with people but you can't share it if it still hurts you can't share it if you're not over it you can't share it if I don't bring you through so God is bringing you through right now amen 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 Come on, come on. Come on, finish it, finish it, come on. Finish it, finish it, come on. Amen. Amen. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Miguel, come on. Come on, Pray, pray. Pray what God's putting on your heart. Break it. Break it. Glory, 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 glory. Glory, hallelujah, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Wind of the Spirit, we thank you. Come on. Father, we just pray right now that the Spirit of God will take us up right now. Take us up in a place where baptisms, oh Lord God, baptisms, right now, 
right now what you're experiencing right now is a fresh baptism a baptism of renewal right now right now if you feel your jaw moving right now just let the spirit of god give yeah, you yeah. the verbiage to come yeah, out of yeah. your mouth right now you're being baptized by the spirit of god right now just let it flow out right now right now if you just feel like declaring right now you feel like declaring words words of prophecy god is flowing through you through prophecy just let it flow out right now just let it flow out right now god is delivering you right now in your body from diabetes right now those that are struggling in their body right now physically from diabetes god is delivering you from diabetes right now somebody got a skin condition right now god is moving on your skin condition right now just receive that into you right now receive him as that healing embrace that healing right now embrace that healing right now right now faith this is the atmosphere yeah. that what you felt was impossible is yeah. now possible yeah. right now the enemy cannot talk you up out of your blessing just because of an emotion that you don't feel seize it by faith right now yes yes seize it by yes. faith right now yes. the violent the kingdom of heaven suffers violent and the violent take it by force yes, right God. now it's time to get violent right yes, now yes, and God. seize it right now we're yes. not waiting for God God is waiting for you seize your blessing right now it's in your hands right now receive your blessing right now <laughs> There's no holding back. The enemy's gonna be running from you right now. He's gonna be running out of your house right now. There's no more God waiting, God waiting in my house. No, it's right now. Now faith is, now faith is. No more time on your blessing. No more time on your blessing. There's no time with faith, faith seizes it. It's mine, it belongs to me, it's my inheritance. I am a son. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord God. God. Thank you, God. Thank you, Lord. Whoa. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. More, Lord. More of your goodness. More of your goodness.
spirit
times we long for these are the times we pray for so don't be in a hurry if you gotta go you gotta go but see I encourage you to stay see these are the times that we pray for the times that we hear about to the time that we hope for. Hallelujah. Yes, God. You know when you know when something is so so dry or it's been dry for so long sometimes it needs to soak for a long time before it can start to absorb and start to be renewed again there's there's still there's still and somebody just confirmed that there's still some of you that were stuck you're still saying I'm I'm stuck even though I'm seeing what I've never seen here I, I I'm I'm still stuck and I just want to challenge you I want to challenge you to come soak. Yes, yes. See, if you leave too quick, and you're free to go, where you can leave whenever you want, you're free to go. And we bless you. But if you don't soak long enough, sometimes it's not going to be enough to get you to the next day. It's not going to be enough to get you to the next level where, where God wants to... Listen, God wants to bless you today. This whole service was for you today. It was for those of you that have sat there and said, what about me, man? I don't, I don't cry and scream. I don't yell. I don't, I'm new to all this. I don't know anything about this stuff. 
This is for you today to soak, to take in more than you ever have taken in before. You can get 15 years of therapy right now in a couple of minutes. And, and, and the beautiful thing is God will do it for free because he loves you. And you don't have to come up here and tell anybody anything. You don't have to come up here and tell your whole life story. You don't have to, you don't have to do anything. It's just I'm asking you to move so that you can get unstuck, so that you can get blessed, so that things can be broken off of your life. I don't want you to leave the same. This would all be for nothing. Sometimes there's windows, guys. I hear, I hear a conversation that somebody's having. And they're saying, but am I really ready to give this up? Can I give this up today and not pick it back up tomorrow? And they're having a conversation back and forth with themselves saying, but I'm, I, I hear what you're saying, but, 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 but can I really release? Can this, is this really for me? Is this really real? And they're having this conversation and, 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 and I think, you know, they're tending to lean toward the part where, well, maybe I'm not ready. But God is saying that you've been ready for a long time. You've been ready for a long time. See, you think you're having a conversation with yourself, but the conversation is with me. And I'm saying I'm infusing the boldness. You think that I've been this? I've been leading up to this. I've been telling you that you've been brave for a long time now, and now it's time just to confirm that in your life. So this conversation that you're having, <laughs> I've already heard it, and I'm saying that it's your time. Your time is now. Your time is right here, right now. Don't worry about tomorrow. I got you tomorrow. I got you the next day. I got you every day after this. But today is that day, that appointed time. So if that's you and you're, and you're the one having that conversation, then and, and some of them are even Christian. Some of us, some of us are believers and we're having a, a conversation. Am I ready to really give this up? Can I not do, pick this up tomorrow? If that's you, God is saying, today is your day. Today is your day of freedom. Today is the day of freedom. Today is the day of freedom for you for you you ain't got to fake it no more you ain't got to come in here you ain't got to do all sorts of things to make us to make us believe that you 100 we none of us are 100 i don't care if you sing on the worship team or if you sit in the back of the church we're all the same we deal with the same issues we have the same flaws the same weaknesses but we we serve a mighty god man so one more time, if that's you, and you've been having that conversation this whole time, God is stronger. God is stronger in you than he who is in this world. So you get your tail over here right now, and you get some of this freedom right now. <laughs> you get some of this freedom right now. God forbid you walk out of these doors the same. Because my God is not a liar. He's not a man that he should lie. So if he said he's going to free you, then he's going to free you.
So come on, let's get free in this place this morning. Come on, are you free this morning? Because <laughs> when you speak and when you move, only what you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we hear these words. And when you come into the room, when you do what only you can do, it changes us, it changes what we see and what we see when we speak. changes what we see and what we see when you come in the room when you do what only you can do it changes us it changes what we see and what we see here's how we're just going to close this time we're not going to throw anybody out you stay here as long as you want got to cover our kids and some of us didn't grow up in this and our kids didn't grow up but 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 the kids that are here today they have a they have the blessing of of seeing this now and so we're going to close the kids my wife is just going to I'm going to ask all the kids if you would just bring your kids forward we just want to pray over the children. We're going to end with that. We're just going to pray a blessing over the, the children. We're going to pray, pray a blessing over the, the young. That means if you're youth here and you come, come forward with. If you're a youth, we're not going to force you. You come if you want to. It's not, it's not for, for those that don't want it. I was teaching on um, Sunday class today and I have the 11 and 12s and I want to let you know that those kids are engaged and they want to feel the move of God and I had one young woman tell me I want to speak in tongues and she saw people crying up here and she says I want to be moved by God so your kids do want to be moved they want to know what it is to feel God you know and I believe that this is something that's placed in them from the time they were born and we as parents have to cultivate that and that's done through prayer and through our example and through worship and really interceding for our kids because the things that God has for you kids is amazing and I get so excited talking to my 11 and 12 year olds because they're such amazing kids and I know that they go through hard times in school and at home and just with friends but they have such a desire right now to know who God is and to really feel the move of God so right now as a family we lift up all our children Lord God from the babies to the oldest, to those teenagers, Lord. And we ask in the name of Jesus, Lord God, that you would have revival in them, Lord God. That they would start to speak in tongues. That they would start to hear you, Lord God. That they would ask to be heard by you, Lord Father God. 
Lord God, that they would be sensitive to your spirit, Lord, that when you speak to them and you tell them, don't do it, that they would listen, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, for your anointing power to fall on them, Lord, that they would be Jeremiah's in their schools, Lord Father God, that they would not be afraid, Lord Father God, but that you would give them a boldness to stand and believe. I had one little girl said she wasn't, they were playing Charlie Charlie in school and she said she wasn't going to do it and the Muslim asked her, well, why aren't you doing that Christian boy is doing it and she said but I'm not gonna do what he does so she stood up she stood up just by that statement so we ask for these children that you would put a hedge of protection I find every demonic tech our children are being attacked at night with visions of demons and I ask in the name of Jesus that all those doors be closed right now Lord in the name of Jesus that all those doors be closed right now that they will not be tormented they will no longer be tormented but they would know the freedom and the love of their father in heaven Lord that you would give them the gifts that you have for them Lord God every gift that you give them Lord the power of love the power of speaking in tongues Lord the power of encouragement Father God the power of being able to stand in the midst of, of, of others coming against them Lord I come against bullying in the name of Jesus I come against it Lord Father God I bind these demonic tribes that would try to bring fear into our children's hearts Lord God and, and make them feel hopeless and helpless Lord God I pray Lord God that they would realize right now that the name of Jesus can bring down walls Lord God that the name of Jesus can bring down walls that the name of Jesus can turn their life around Lord God I pray Lord when they have nothing else to say that they would cry out to you Jesus 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 and they would see the hands of their father moving in their lives Lord God so Lord I pray for this week that things would be different for them in their schools I pray that this week that they would start to hear you clearly Lord that you would give them dreams Lord Father God dreams Lord God that you would speak to them Lord God Speak to them. Let them be your Samuels, Lord God. Speak to them, Lord God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I just want to release everyone this morning. Just continue to flow, move in this, in this spirit. God is with you. Understand the authority you have. Father, we just pray, Lord, a prayer of protection. Father, even now, as if there's something going on in the back, Father, we pray, Lord, that for that situation, oh God, Lord, you are in control. Father, we believe that you are indeed the healer, oh God. So we pray for a, a, a hedge of protection over your people, oh God. Father, we pray even now, Lord, we we come against father any attack in, from the enemy lord in jesus name i release you people you are blessed continue to be a blessing lord stay in this time and the spirit god is moving god is doing something real hallelujah